The daughter of Zion is another end times figure who has many similarities to the other figures we have examined in some detail to this point i.e. Jacob and David. She is chosen by God for a special end times role, and is promised a position of royalty in God's heavenly kingdom. Like Jacob and David, she finds herself disciplined by God and persecuted at the hands of the Antichrist Chaldeans. Also like Jacob and David, she is ultimately redeemed and delivered. In fact, it is clear in Scripture, Jeremiah chs. 30-31, that she is freed for exile, from Babylon, at the same time Jacob and the Jacob Judah remnant are freed. What is fascinating in Scripture about the daughter of Zion is that her name, Zion, is used with different connotations, and can be used in current day or prophetic context. Also, depending on context, terms like, Zion, Mount Zion, daughter of Zion, can be used to represent, the city of Jerusalem, the people of Jerusalem, the temple area, i.e. Holy Hill, the temple itself, heavenly Zion, an origin for, or mother of, God's holy people slash royal family, etc. In this passage, I focus on the daughter of Zion, who I believe is an actual person living in these end times who proceeds into the millennial kingdom. In her story, however, there is also a picture and a very strong representation of what Jerusalem and the country of Israel will experience in the end times. Pieces of this same picture is prophesied and corroborated in many other scriptures as well. Holy and Royal The themes about the daughter of Zion in prophetic scripture are strong and clear. In a quick summary, these themes nearly exactly mirror those that I outlined in my passage about the Judah remnant that is, the daughter of Zion is, holy, royal, righteous, persecuted, and delivered. This woman is chosen by God and given very special blessings. In describing the restoration of His holy kingdom, God says to her, See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Is. 49-16. God Himself further says. Sing, O barren woman, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, your descendants will spread out to the right and to the left, for your Maker is your husband the Lord Almighty is His name the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, He is called the God of the earth. Is. 54, 1, 3, 5. The daughter of Zion is a holy and royal queen in the kingdom of God that is soon to be established. She will ultimately receive much praise and glory. Faces Persecution Various scriptures show that the daughter of Zion is persecuted at the hands of the Antichrist Chaldeans, similar to other last days Judah remnant biblical figures discussed on this site. This is somewhat analogous to the country of Israel as a whole that will also be invaded by the Chaldeans, and will be highly perplexed as a result. By now, I have discussed several times God's creation and employment of the Antichrist Chaldean army as a tool of discipline against His people. It is clear that the Lord has been angry at the daughter of Zion. Jeremiah laments that the Lord has, covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud of His anger. Lamentations 2-1. The daughter of Zion's breach is further described as being, great like the sea, Lamentations 2-13, and we learn that she has been misled by false prophets and false oracles, Lamentations 2-14. It is possible, given what we learn in the Book of Lamentations and elsewhere in Scripture, that the daughter of Zion has been heavily misguided and deceived by the Antichrist Chaldeans, and has even likely been a member of their very army that has then turned against her. A victim of the larger war against the Judah, royal bloodline. The daughter of Zion finds out that the Antichrist Chaldeans are not even loyal to their own members, instead, they follow an occult-based, ritualistic agenda and schedule. The attack against her was likely a planned ambush and assault, most likely as a result of a larger war against members of her bloodline, i.e. royal Judah. In scripture that also has meaning for end times Jerusalem, the daughter of Zion's enemies say. We have swallowed her up. This is the day we have waited for, 
we have lived to see it. Lamentations 2.16. Although a pre-planned attack, there is some indication that the daughter of Zion may also be persecuted for taking a righteous stand. The Antichrist Chaldeans aim to intentionally mix bloodlines and mingle seed among God's people via arranged marriages, unions, etc., and the children that are produced. And at the very least, they engage in numerous other immoral and detestable behaviors which are likely a requirement for continuing membership, or else. Does the daughter of Zion take a courageous, moral stand that leaves her as one of the very few remaining clean children on God's grapevine, which has otherwise been decimated by the Chaldeans according to Scripture? If so, this would fit with the pattern we see with a few of the other righteous Judah tribe remnant figures in the end times. This would explain her abandonment as follows. The daughter of Zion is left like a shelter in a vineyard, like a hut in a field of melons. Unless the Lord had left us some survivors, we would have become like Gomorrah. Is 1-7. Oppressed and taken captive. Scripture is clear that the daughter of Zion is sold into slavery, captivity and oppression. In addressing the daughter of Zion, the Lord says, You are sold for nothing, yet He promises, Without money you will be redeemed, is. 52-3. While the Antichrist Chaldeans tactically plan this oppression, it is merely part of the master plan and strategy of our sovereign God. In regard to the daughter of Zion, we read, The Lord has done what He planned, He has fulfilled His word, which He decreed long ago. Lamentations 2:17. In the meantime, typical Antichrist Chaldean army tactics employed against the daughter of Zion are readily apparent in Scripture. All who pass your way clap their hands at you, they scoff and shake their heads. Lamentations 2:15. Shepherds with their flocks will come against her, they will pitch their tents around her, each tending his own portion. Jeremiah 6 3. But now many nations are gathered against you. They say, let her be defiled, let our eyes gloat on Zion. Mike. 4:11. Those familiar with this criminal gang's tactics understand that they continuously track people, stalk and harass them. Illegal surveillance and the weaponization thereof is also part of their methodology. Made desolate likely as a result of the numerous Antichrist Chaldean tactics and their psychological weapons turned against the daughter of Zion, she now finds herself alone and deserted. If she is targeted by this gang, as just described, she faces powerful, organized, coordinated criminal gang tactics that are designed to isolate a targeted individual. Accordingly, we learn in Scripture that the daughter of Zion is barren, deserted, an outcast, and without comfort. Scripture also says, among all her lovers there is none to comfort her, Lamb 1-2. Furthermore, her friends have become her enemies. In just another fascinating parallel to the people of Zion slash Jerusalem, and prophecy for the country of Israel in the last days, Zion says. I called to my allies, but they betrayed me. My priests and my elders perished in the city while they searched for food to keep themselves alive. Lamentations 1:19. This has a double meaning for a barren, isolated country of Israel in the last days of God's judgment. This abandoned condition is caused by Antichrist Chaldean locust infiltration in the land a primary tool of God's punishment. A queen without a royal family in the end times. The daughter of Zion is several times referred to in Scripture as a mother without children or as a queen without princes. She refers to herself as one who never bore a child, which made the case, but this is also symbolic of a lack of family, royal, Judah, around her, including a lack of the sons of Zion. Scripture is clear that, Judah, Princes have gone into captivity and are also persecuted in the last days, showing they are victims of the larger, all-out assault on God's people by the Chaldeans in the last days. Zion herself says, My young men and maidens have gone into exile, Lamentations 1:18. Her princes are referred to as, 
deer that find no pasture, in weakness they have fled before the pursuer, Lamentations 1-6. The prophet Jeremiah laments. Her gates have sunk into the ground, he has destroyed and shattered their bars. Her kings and princes are exiled among the nations, the law is no more, and even her prophets find no vision from the Lord. Lamentations 2-9. The scripture above is another example of some of the symbolism used in scripture that is associated with Zion, but also with application to conditions in God's holy land itself. Tilda. At this juncture in this series, I have established the importance of the daughter of Zion in God's kingdom. I have also established the significance of her travails, which include a picture of what the people of Zion slash Israel will face in these last days. Specifically, this will be a tremendous attack, internal and external, by Antichrist Chaldean forces prior to Jesus Christ being revealed, again, as their true Messiah, their returning, and Him setting up His millennial kingdom. In my next passages, parts 2 and 3, I will address in more detail the daughter of Zion's battle against the Chaldeans, and her ultimate deliverance and glory is orchestrated by God Himself. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.